Welcome to Still Cool Sports. This is Liz. Remy. Hi, we're back for another episode. Took a little short. This is a little bit longer than we normally go. It was a, a civic holiday. It was a c- civic holiday, if you know what that is in Toronto or Carabana Weekend, as other people call it. I think they should just call it Carabana Monday. Like, think, over I, Monday. Yeah, I think it should be a four-day weekend. Yes, yes. Like, in the U.S. where you have Thanksgiving, because you have a Thanksgiving on a Thursday, and you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and a lot of people take all that off, Caravan Weekend should be Friday to Monday. The yeah. whole... <laughs> and just you get it off. Today. Well, speaking of that, you know, we started... We started talking before we started recording the episode and Remy went right into saying how my grandmother is going to be very upset because the Jays and the Guardians are playing. Well, the great game yesterday, there was one to nothing, the Guardians won. Yes. a great pitching duel. Yes. And, you know, like. They played in Cleveland. In Cleveland. So this is, they wrapped this, I wrapped this, wow. The Blue Jays Nothing. got their the Blue Jays got their ace on the mound, and they need they, they need to chalk up some wins, especially because Baltimore has lost a couple, some games. Yeah, they're in they're fighting for that wild card, right? Blue Jays Blue Jays are definitely in the thick of the wild card. I think they'll get the wild card for sure. I don't think I don't think the Guardians are in the thick of anything. No, but they're still a tough team. They're very like disciplined team. Those teams that they it's hard. Like I think divisions always like the. the the Yankees were like that for a lot of years. They were always the top team. Whether mm-hmm. they won or not, it was hard to beat them. Right. They were the top team. And I think like, the Guardians, a lot of teams, like baseball, that's that sport where even if you're a good team, there's always a, very, a better team than you in your division. Right. Like, it's not like basketball where, they, where the teams that don't win have losing records. Right. Teams with winning records still don't make the playoffs. Even if it's a, like, even if it's a good winning record, it's a little bit. That's why I like, I can't yeah. watch 162 games. No, no. But it's, it's, it's too much. When I do catch them, I'm always impressed. Yeah, actually, I mean, the, <laughs> the Guardians are second in their division, but they don't have a winning record, right? Where yeah. the Jays have a better record than the Guardians, but are third in their division. Yeah, but what's for the Jays? What's really good though is Baltimore is so far ahead, and Tampa Bay. I think that's ahead of them. Yeah. Or yeah, they're a little bit ahead. So Jays could catch Tampa Bay. It'll be a lot, but be a lot. They just have to secure the second wild card position. There, there's three, so they just need to. Do you want them in second place? Like, yeah. Get as close. Get as close as you can to the top. Right. Give yourself right. a chance to to, to fall. Well, might be might be the Jays Jays year, maybe. Well, they are they are up one nothing. One nothing. So they might, you know, they might. How many games are they going to play in this series? They might split the series with the Guardians. I'm not too sure how much. I think it's a three game series. Oh, three game. Okay. I think it started yesterday. So yeah, should be. It's going to be interesting. I think they play. I think they play again at the end of the month here. Yeah, My, I, I kind of want to go to a game. So, so oh. from from 
like middle of August, like on both on all sports in the middle of August. Yeah. It starts to be more divisional, like mm-hmm. so especially baseball. So yeah. the Blue Jays will play a lot of the Yankees, a lot of the Orioles, a lot of the Rays, which is not good. Right. No. Because <laughs> all of those teams have winning records. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> It's, it's always tough. It's the end of baseball always does oh. that. It's like it's four game series with some of these teams too. Like it could literally kick you out of the playoffs if you just play bad for four games. Yeah. It's also why in baseball, some teams that are middle of the pack make a big run at the end. Yeah. Because they're better than every team in their division. So they just beat them. Just, yeah. I love it. I we'll wish see. basketball could be longer, but player. You can't play players hundreds of millions of dollars and ask them to play all year. And that no. would be blasphemy. <laughs> oh, wait. I feel like that's a little dig at the player. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you, know, you, know, you know what? It, it, I don't know. Like, I'm not. It's I, physically I, a harder sport than baseball. Let's be real here. As, unless you're a pitcher. Unless you're a pitcher. Yeah. Well, pitchers can't pitch every day. So. And pitchers don't pitch every day. Yeah. So but, you have pitching rotations and you have a number of pitches. So if if the NBA and if fans wanted to accept a more rotation-based type of playing with who's your starting lineup and who's this and who's that, then, yeah, you could have basketball all year. You could have the NBA all year. But What if the, what if the NBA decided to make rules where, like, you could bring players on a two-way up for a certain amount of games in the season. So the player plays for the 905. There was 16 games I think they could play yeah. up, up with NBA team, but then they can't play anymore. So if they could do that throughout the year, if the teams that are have losing records or maybe if they extend the season a little bit or when, they, when you get to that mid part of the season, they okay. should allow teams to bring any of the G League players up and play games like it it's open so then you give teams a chance to do you're giving rest management an opportunity load management yeah you're giving you're telling them like at this time you can swap bring up players and manage your superstars for a week of games i i agree with that i think the problem is the fans well you just lower the ticket prices at those games you know most of the time that you you make it so they have no choice but to bring up some call-ups right yeah. And call downs, right? You make it something where all the well all the I, GMs kind of, the owners kind of agree to like a app because I liked what they did with the summer league, to be honest. I thought that was cool. Like they had like the set of games and most of it was their either their younger players that are rookies mm-hmm. on the roster or second year coming off a two way kind of type type these types of players. And I thought that was great. I thought the way they did that was, it was really good. And lots of, I think a lot of people watched it and went to those games. I mean, that's a wild thing to do. Like, cause you got money involved in all these games. Yeah. But you have to do something. Well, and you so, also, you also have, actually, I'm glad you brought up basketball year round. You do, we are going to have the basketball world cup happening at the end of the month in the Philippines. I know I'm so jealous when my friends live in the Philippines. Like, man, I'll go to all these games. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. Well, what's interesting, I was looking at it, 
and for the like the US team, it's like the players that are playing are not the superstars. I mean, they're good players, like Jalen Brunson's gonna play, Jaron Jackson Jr., like guys like that, like good players, but you're not seeing like the top, top US players. But I think that's I think it's because they set their, they send a select team and they'll pick one or two players from this team, select team, mm. to join them in the in the Olympics. Right. Okay. So, because some of the star players just like, what? They have automatic invites or something yeah. like that. But yeah, honestly, but, but, when no. I, but still, when I look at this team, right? They're not that good. That the team, the team USA. No, no. I mean, they're good players there for sure. I have to give them that. They're not going to be like. It's not like you know. If you're trying to think like the best, who's playing for Team France, for example, right? Like who? It's probably like really much better players or Spain or like is. I didn't even look. I should look and see who else is playing for these other teams. So Team Canada is a really strong team as well. That's true. Team Canada's they, got a strong team. Sorry, I could take this. They are they have a really strong team as well, but they're not there's no superstar there. Jamal yeah. Murray's not there, right? Yeah. He's he, on the team, but he's still That's right. He's sitting he's sitting. I just read about that. So, you know, Shea Gilson Alexander's there. Wiggins is, is not there. So, yeah, like, if you don't you have know? Paul Murray or Wiggins, like... I mean, you got Shea Gilchrist Alexander, which is he's, he can win a, win a game with some teams. They got some good pieces there. True. They lost to Germany today. But, um, honestly, I've been following Germany's team because Dennis Schroeder plays for Germany. He's their point guard. Okay. And he's been playing some... Great basketball. Well, and he's gonna be a rafter. And he's and I'm like, holy shit! Like we may. That's not good for know, the. Kid. That's not good for anybody. Anybody in the East, we don't need. We don't need yeah. him to play well. I mean, the I guess but the rafters do. But. You had a player that played really well when he was in Atlanta. Him and Trey Young, when Trey Young just started shooter, was a guard over there. He was in OKC when they were going to the playoffs with Paul George. Mm-hmm. And when he went to the Lakers. Sometimes players, like, he played good that first, first year. And he made the mistake of not signing the $100 million extension, which ended up nobody signed him. He had to sign for the <laughs> minimum and got traded back to the Lakers. Right. But uh, he hasn't really, it's hard. Like, you know, you look at his Laker numbers and you're like, they're okay. But then it's like, yeah, but you kind of have to cater to the style of LeBron's style of play. It's not for every player. Right, right, right. I think right. sometimes some players go to play with LeBron and they don't have, have the. There's certain players that could play with him yeah. in Excel. But there's some that, like, they totally can't oh. do it. it, it it's hard because you kind of have to be able to adjust to him. Your whole, basically, your whole game to him. Right. Because he's good. And whatever he wants you to do. Yeah. So, and if that's not what your best at if that's not whatever it's not it's yeah it's not gonna it's hard it i'm trying to find so out just for my own uh, i was like who's playing for team france 
other than Rudy Only Gobert. Rudy, that's it. And 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 their point guard, the one I got drafted, I think he's playing. Okay, but, not Wembeyama. No way, he shut no. down from summer league. They're like, that's I don't think he's playing. They're like, you are not allowed to get hurt before the season. No, you can't. No way. The Spurs <laughs> lose everything. I know. If you got injured, you know, like it's no one to have. And a guy, you know, a guy that tall is to me, I think, just very injury prone. Like when you're yeah, that yeah, tall, you're just like, yeah, yeah. He's. he's yeah, I don't know. I, staying healthy is like is going to be a whole thing for him, and. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. So I'm kind of. Well, we started off of basketball, right? But baseball. We went back to baseball, but we wanted to talk about gymnastics. I did want to talk about gymnastics. This is was the whole reason I even wanted to have this. Although I should have known that the Guardians and the Blue Jays were playing. When I, when I when I seen it, all I could think about is your grandma cursing the TV, and I don't, I don't even want to root for Blue Jays because I don't want her to not like me, even though she doesn't know me. She, grandma, grandma will be. I mean, she might curse at the TV, but she she does get a little, you know, upset at at the baseball and the Guardians. <laughs> we yeah, we want to talk about gymnastics because Simone Biles is back. She's back. She's back. There, there was a, I believe it was on Twitter, a meme. Someone tweeted and said, "What do you do if Simone Biles shows up at a competition? Do you just do you even compete, or do you just walk, just walk away?" <laughs> and some of the comments were, some of the replies were, "You you just go home," <laughs> and it's. In, impossible um she is amazing i mean i don't know what what else you say about her she came back after not competing for two years at the ripe old age of 26 and she came back to compete in a basically what is a small time qualifier the let me look up what it's called hold on i gotta look this up the hydro <laughs> it was called the core hydration classic so core hydration obviously sponsored it basically it's like a qualifier for u.s nationals the national competition which is the national competitions it pretty much determines who's going to be on the US Olympic team. And there will be the Paris Olympics next year in 2024. So this is pretty much like getting into the run-ups for the Olympics for the US gymnastics team and Simone Biles killed it. Like she won by more points, like the point differential between her and the second place finisher was as much as the second place finisher and the 17th place finisher. Yeah. After not competing for two years. That's amazing. She's, she's, I think like if you watched, I watched her, her, you know, the, her vault and like I, I can't even really. She does it so fast. I was like, I, I don't. I know what she did is amazing, but I can't comprehend what 
what she it's unbelievable i i i love the part of sports where we're at the place where you know for all the conversation about you know ai technology taking over the world people are forgetting to understand like they don't they're not thinking about they're thinking about terminator right away right like it goes to something but a lot of like AI and stuff like that, medicine and sports medicine has been using this for a long time. They've been gathering a lot of data for so long. The Warriors do what they wear, something that catches the data on their chest. It goes into a computer program. It tells them where these players do whatever the best. They coach like that, right? right. They start to train their bodies better. They understand yeah. about food better. So to see athletes still compete having babies and competing, competing in their late 20, 20s, can't compete in their 30s. It, we should be doing it anyways. We shouldn't be telling somebody when they get to this age that you can't do what you want to do anymore. You right. should make that decision. Right. Well, and, and if you look, I mean, with, I mean, this bears, the, I mean, obviously the, the big question is, is will Simone Biles compete in, the Paris Olympics will she go like obviously the answer is most likely that's what she's moving towards I think when she was interviewed about this whole thing she said she started going back to the gym just because she wanted to stay in shape basically she she missed it she was getting out of shape and so she goes to the gym fooling around oh I can do this well then she starts to do a little bit more then she starts to do a little bit more and then it's like oh I'm really doing this. And then the next thing you know, it's like, well, I guess we're training for a competition. And, you know, her and her coaches were like, yeah, we're doing yeah. Listen, maybe the Maybe it's like, you know, it turns into the way golf is, where you get to a certain age and you join a, a different circuit. The senior. You may, not comp- you may not compete in the Olympics, but there's competition year-round in different places, and you could compete. Yeah, basketball is like that. I think the NBA should embrace the big three. I don't know why they don't because those guys can still play. They're not at a competitive level as the players in the NBA, mm. but they still can draw a crowd in. Well, that's it, and people still want to see them. So, I mean, Simone Biles though is is not even like at that point. Like she is no. highly competitive. No. Like, and, and 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 what people were saying is like there's other gymnasts that are very very good. I mean, you the U.S. gymnastics gymnasts are like phenomenal, and there are U.S. there are gymnasts that we'd be talking about if Simone Biles wasn't back in competition, and she's just so dominant and skillful in what she does. Like I can't imagine, like. Is she, I mean, is she the basically like the LeBron and the Tom Brady of gymnastics? Like, are we going to see her at 30 out there doing what she's doing today? I mean, because it's essentially being 26 as a gymnast, being 26, 27, going to the Olympics is the equivalent of Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl at what, 40? Like, that's that <laughs> and, and being that competitive, like there are yeah, gymnasts. Yeah competed at older ages but usually in one event they weren't really competitive you know they weren't super competitive they were there to compete for their country and this and that Simone 
Biles is not that. She is truly competitive. I mean, it's really great. And I think you're right with all of the technology and data that we can collect on what to eat, how to take care of your body and all of this. Yeah, it's going to keep you healthier longer. And they also know when you're younger how to do things that keep your body or healthy, keep your body healthy for longer as well. So you're not overworking muscles and, you know, in baseball, you see it where even little kids, they're now counting pitches and only allowing a kid to throw so many pitches in little league baseball. And they're strict about that. So I don't think that was happening when I was young and playing softball. So you, your parents you would take you to the doctor when you got a concussion over your head. I mean, it was, it was, it, well, you would have to have like a real concussion. You got, oh, real, yeah, it'd have to be serious. It, yeah. If you're, play, if you're playing with your cousins on the streets, right? Yeah, and they just look like, at your eyes and be like, oh, you look okay. Right. It was a little bit like, you know, like, not saying that that's the best thing in the world, no. but we did. You know, it's just a little bit, it was a little bit different. Yeah. It was a little, <laughs> I mean, there's a balance different. to it. You, you want, I mean, if you're just playing outside and clearly, you know, I was not going to be an Olympic athlete. So, you know, I don't mind very care. Right. But it's, it's, I think now it's like, that's, that's the thing. A lot of pitchers come into the league and they get Tommy John injury. Which they have to have that surgery because throwing a pitch is not a natural arm motion. So over time, you're going to tear parts. Yeah. Right. So if that's the case and you're already with younger kids, not letting them over pitch, then you maybe you, the Tommy John happens later in their career and they could pitch through it. Yeah. Also, when it happens, it's it's a it's a two year, it's kind of a year and a half recovery, yeah. and they have to learn how to pitch again. Well, now there's also there there you know I think they have better recovery, better surgery. You know, all of those methods are better, and and I think I'm assuming in gym, gymnastics they probably I don't know I know nothing about youth training of gymnastics or how they you know train. That's not something unless you're in it in it. You I think you really know. But I would assume if, like, I were a gymnastics coach, I would I would look at, like, not overdoing certain moves and certain things, like, so you don't overwork those muscles, so you don't cause, you know, injuries because of overwork. And that's how you're going to be able to stay in it longer. That that would be my my guess. But I said, I don't, I don't know enough about training for <laughs> gymnastics to to know but yeah and i think in basketball or in baseball they definitely do that the other thing i've read recently this is totally off topic but there a friend posted this about and i think we talked about this about acl surgeries about how some they're finding that some acls are healing themselves and you don't actually need a surgery we talked about this on an earlier podcast i can see that like the body can rejuvenate itself. I just think yeah. like obviously we want it right now. And what? right and when you're playing the sport, you kind of like, you know, like your time passes because new people are coming. But I think, you know, like 
if if you're constantly competing, yeah. you have less of a chance of than the person that uh, took like three, four years off if they can get back. If they can get back. To- well, this is what's interesting about Simone Biles. So she took two years off. Right. And and she took it off because she got what they call the twisties, which ties into what we were talking before with the yips and just your body forgetting how to do really basic moves. And that this is something that happens to athletes. So this is kind of what, you know, this is what happened to her is that she basically lost her sense of positioning in the air, which is very dangerous for a gymnast, you know, a good way to break a neck. And, you know, she couldn't do the moves she had been doing and even some of the most basic moves she had been doing she couldn't do so she had to pretty much step away from competition you know she took time away got married did all that stuff and then you know just gradually started going back to the gym just to stay in shape and I think that break both physically and mentally I think a lot of people need that to just we all need that right we all need a vacation and if you've been doing a sport since you were a child at a very intense high level yeah you probably could use a break but is there a way that those breaks could be worked into to things instead of someone just saying hey i need to take a mental health break like there's a Cavs player recently, Ricky Rubio, who has announced he's taking some time away from basketball because he needs a break, a mental health break. And so, you know, what if breaks, I mean, I know with athletes where there's seasons and stuff, it seems like they they get these, oh, well, they don't play in the summer and this and that, but they're still training and doing all of this stuff. It's not a real break necessarily for any extended amount of time. So I think we'll start to see a lot of changes, generally because I think people want to play longer and want to be able to do these things longer. And and the more we see players and athletes competing at ages we haven't seen them do before, I think that's, you know, I think that's a good thing. Speaking of players, you know, women's sports, there is another women's sports thing I wanted to talk about oh actually one more thing on gymnastics we were talking before we started this episode we were talking about video games and Remy for everyone out there Remy wants to make a video game he's practicing his coding and I was like yeah that's a that's a great idea maybe we'll have a still cool sports video game I don't know what that would look like, (laughs) but I was like, what is there a gymnastics game? Since we knew we were going to talk about Simone Biles, I was like, you could be there, play, play as Simone Biles and do your double. I was like, that could be a lot of fun. And I looked up, I was like, are there gymnastics video games? Because I didn't know the answer to this. And there are a few. Wait, let me find them. Oh. There was the best-selling gymnastics video game, or the most popular one, was one made in 2010. And it's the Sean Johnson gymnastics video game. There's also a Barbie gymnastics game. 
and a few. No more pink for you. Yeah, pink is okay, but Barbie out right now. It's a lot of Barbie out right now. Yeah. Um, I have not. I I'm seeing the movie with my mom next week. I promised I would take her. But that's the best person to go with. It's good to go with somebody older and younger because it's like two full experiences of Barbie in the room. Like she played with Barbie dolls and you played with Barbie oh, dolls. My right? mom did not play. My mom was not allowed to play with Barbie dolls. Oh, so she has a different Barbie story. I want to. I'm pretty sure. I don't think my mom ever was allowed. I had, you know, I have to ask her. Ask her. I, I would love to know that story. I don't, you know, she listens to this podcast. So mom, you'll have to tell me, but I feel like you, my mom was not allowed to play. Like it's a fairly strict household for certain things. Yeah. And I, I feel like Barbies weren't a thing. Because when did, yeah. Anyways, we won't get it. This is not a Barbie podcast. This is a sports one. Every, everything's about Barbie. I mean, Barbie, probably Barbie. What is, is there World Cup Barbie, sports Barbie? I don't know. Soccer Barbie. So there's a Barbie gymnastics game. So there, there are some older gymnastics games, but nothing like, it didn't look like there's Recent. anything newer. Like, like you need gymnastics 2K. Like or whatever, yeah. right? NBA. Well, you need it. it uh, uh, I, want, of, I want to be able to go on there and be Suni Lee or Simone Biles or whatever, whoever, whoever. A lot of it was probably is licensing, which is different now. So maybe they have one in development. Yeah. And another thing is there was such a dark cloud over women's gymnastics because That's of certain certain people. Thing. Yeah. And that was something that you probably couldn't package and stuff. At that time, maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I think I think now would be a great time to do something like that, or just you know, I, I mean, there's a lot of there's all kinds of things you could do, not just with gymnastics, but other sports games, and you could do. I'm sure there's the Women's World Cup game, which the U.S. was eliminated for in the round of 16. That is the earliest they have been eliminated. Ever, mm-hmm. it was a heartbreaker. They 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 literally lost by like a millimeter or something, something like what? like video camera video replays knocked them out. I'm gonna record. So yes, our, our video our recording got a little cut off. At just as I was saying, the U.S. was knocked out. In the round of 16, first time they ever got knocked out that low, that early in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. It was. I guess it's, it, I guess it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I, I understand why it was hard. You can't be great forever, I guess. But also, <laughs> you being American, yes, would see that as a hard one. But every, like you know, me not being American, sometimes you kind of like because America's always right there. Oh, right? So you like you like to see them lose. I sometimes like to see the the uh, the, the underdog win, right? Like, I like sometimes because those teams deserve it at least once. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, I do too. And I will say this, I think the U.S. team was ranked, I believe they were ranked number one in the tournament. However, based on how they played in the group stages and just in general, like, I think they were an an overrated team, like, you know, or maybe underperforming team. They... They're sort of going through a transition phase. A lot of their older players played for a long time. This is going to be their last World Cup. They're going to retire. You know, Megan Rapinoe, Alex Morgan, those players, they're, they're going to, they're on their way out. And a lot of the younger players are much younger. This was their first World Cup. This is like the very inexperienced, very green. So that's kind of what you're seeing happen with the U.S. team is a lot of transition going on. So, yeah, it's not unsurprising that they didn't go all the way. And I think maybe, and I will when I'm not joking around, that it is good for women's soccer as a whole. Because you want to see these other teams do well. And these other programs in other countries do well. But women's soccer is kind of unique. It's... Yes. You all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. That's me seeing some type of insect or something. Oh, okay. That was like, goodness. Almost sounded like I can tell if that was Destiny or Wendy. Yeah, because, you know, for women's soccer, the U.S. has just been so dominant. And it's it's how women's sports have developed in the U.S. and, and all of this stuff. There's a lot of reasons for that. And around the world, women's soccer has been... I think slower to develop, slower to take off. So this is good, you know. And there's people who will probably argue with me out there, but I think that's, you know, it is something that has been the case. So, you know, seeing these other teams do well, hey, you know. It it ups the level of competition. Right, right. Right now, the U.S. is going to go back. Now they're going to start to regroup and build because they want dominance. Right. And the countries smell blood in the water. So they want to, it's good for sports. Competition is good. Yeah. You know, it is good. It is good. And, and seeing parody, right? Parody in, in whatever your, your, you know, your league your country or whatever, you know, if it's the World Cup, if it's the NBA, if it's baseball, you know, seeing parody is, is what you want to see because you want good games. You don't just want blowouts. You don't want all, you know, one team dominating all of the time, unless it's Simone Biles in gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one. She's the only one allowed. Well, she's allowed to do she wants. Sometimes, sometimes you'll, you'll have, like, dynasties that happen and i say they're good for the sport and they i think, think sport, yeah. the, the sport goes to a little bit of like a a turn where other teams are trying to figure out how do we knock this dynasty down right 
Well, and, and a, it starts to build those teams up. A so. dynasty based on like one or two players is yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit different than you know, what you see in a in a situation with like women's soccer for a long time, where it was like the U.S. team was so incredibly better than all the other teams, and it was just kind of it wasn't a dynasty. It was just the other programs are not developing their players in the same way. Yeah, right. they don't put, they don't, the they're countries don't have the, they have the resources. Right, right. And even, in, yeah. And so the, I think finding, finding, you know, parody, parody is good. And so we'll see that. I think we're going to starting to see that in women's soccer. And it just means there's more women playing, more money going to the development of women's soccer in different countries and, and the sports just becoming more popular for women. So all of those are good things, right? One thing, speaking of parody, and we don't really talk, but we talked a little bit about the NCAA. We probably won't talk very much about college football on this podcast. If you are a college football fan, this is not the podcast for you because I don't care about college football. And I don't think, Remy, do you? No, I don't. I, don't. I watch, like, like all sports. I watch it when, I watch it when it's, yeah, yeah. You're on the line. Like, I'm yeah. really entertained, but I don't normally watch. Yeah, no. But one thing to note that has been in the news is basically the conferences for college football, I guess college sports, are just being decimated right now because schools are moving conferences or trying to move conferences based on broadcasting rights and revenue. So I believe it's the Pac-12 has not been able to get a bunch of get TV deals. And so a bunch of the teams are trying to leave, the better teams are trying to leave and join some of the other conferences, like the Big Ten, Big 12, whatever it's called, and the SEC and all of that. So it's kind of ridiculous. The whole thing is... Well, you got to understand when it's just total thing. Now that they have to pay the players money, they want that, they want that to come from revenue. Well... Right, from, from different revenue. They don't want to lose their bottom line. So if the TV deal can, can help me pay my players... Well, they're not paying players directly. They can't play the pairs directly. That's, I mean, name, image, and likeness. I don't know what the rules are around name. Actually, let me correct. I don't know all the rules. I think it's, I think it's, you know, I have to pay them for the day, like right right away. But it's held in like ESCO or whatever you call those things or whatever. Yeah. For them. But it's not coming from, it's not coming from, those deals aren't coming from the schools still directly. Yeah. From the schools. Well, no, it's, it, I think it's a pooled NCAA fund that does it, but they're going to want money. Right? Oh, no. It's all about, like, yeah, no, no. A big, the big thing is there's money, obviously, yeah, to get the best players. I mean, I think it's more about, like, to get the best players on your team, you need to be able to give those players the most exposure. And if they're, if you don't have the TV deals, you're not going to get the exposure. And also, 
the TV deals are going to determine who wants to play who in the big games and stuff. Like it, it all is a mess. But you know what? It's nothing more than the NCAA deserves in my opinion. <laughs> it's changing business, you know. Like I mean, but, but the NCAA has never because you know the you know if you look at other sports leagues the NBA, any any other sports leagues where you have been able to have a, a player's union, essentially, you have a much better run league, it, at least if you can have a powerful player's union. I mean, maybe people will disagree with me about that. The NFL needs, has a lot of work to do. Same with baseball. But I think in general, you can have a better situation. And the NCAA, because they've never, quote unquote, paid their players, the players have never had any kind of of collective power to get better treatment. The only way they can get better treatment is by, like, transferring schools, like going to a different school. Or, you know, shaming the school, Coming. shaming into better facilities. Anyways, oh, do you have to go eat? No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. We should grab this. Anyways, I think that's interesting. There's a lot of interesting things going on there. We will definitely be keeping our eye on all that. There's things coming up August. I thought, you know, it was going to be a slow month, but there's definitely some things to pay attention to. Football, football season starts tonight. <laughs> Yes, so pretty soon we're going to have a football-focused episode. We're going to have a special guest for that episode, a good friend of mine, and is going to come on, and we're going to talk about all things NFL and probably a lot of other stuff. It'll be it'll definitely be a lot of a shit-talking episode. And I want to just, one last look. Let's see how the Jays and the Guardians are doing before we... Still one nothing. Baby. Still one nothing. Okay, mid of the sixth. You know, baseball games now they go a lot faster with that pitch clock. <laughs> so this game will be over soon. May the best team win, and we will see you next time. Follow us, like our podcast. Follow us on follow me at Liz Gallo on Instagram. Make sure you like and subscribe the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And yeah, we'll see you next time. See you next time.